Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver online guildhallwealth.com. Before we get started, I will remind you once again, if you're investing in your RSP account or any other investment, uh, and any other RSP account, for every $5,000 U.S. invested, you will receive a gram of gold courtesy of Guildhall. Some conditions apply. Uh, consult the uh, the website for more details. Hi, guys. We're How back. are you, John? Hey, Darren. What's up, pal? We are uh, having a busy week this week for sure. I can tell you right now, as we record this show on Thursday, we had a lot of people take advantage of a small but important pullback in the silver market. We ourselves took advantage of it in office, and of course, as we taped this show on Thursday, we're already beginning to see signs that the writing is on the wall that the next move is coming. So I'm going to let you know that I think downside risk is very limited in the silver market right now, and I'm going to lead the show off with an article from... Uh, the Shanghai Metals Market. It is uh, by Neil Christensen, and uh, he's of Kiko News. And of course, um, in terms of where the markets are going, you know, silver, as we said last week in the show, is up over 40% on the year. Gold up over 20% on the year. Investors have been extremely happy with the performance in the short term. However, this is nothing in comparison to what we see moving forward. The underlying fundamentals have not changed whatsoever. And of course, if you're looking to protect yourself and you're in these markets, you're already starting to see this. So congratulations to those people who are coming into the market this week. Welcome to our new clients that have opened up this week. And of course, as I said earlier, downside risk is limited. Now in this article I have here, basically what the uh, the person writing the article said is that because silver is up since, uh, since the beginning of the year, 45%, uh, it's it's known more so for the big, huge climactic movements that have brought about no less than four major peaks since 2002. Now, when a market like this in silver and gold move, generally speaking, they have very consistent trends. And if you were to look at a chart since 2002 of the silver and gold market, you would see the same thing, which is that the majority, in fact, all four movements that we've seen, big peaks in both gold and silver, have all begun in summer, coming out of July, into the month of August, in September, and run its course through into the next spring. The last one we had in 2011 in silver took the price from $18, around about this time of year in 2010, all the way up to $49 an ounce by spring of 2011. To think that can't happen again, first off, ridiculous. It's happened four times already, and again, the four underlying fundamentals that we talk about on a weekly basis have only gotten stronger since then. We're seeing more and more, and we're going to talk about it at length in this show. Jeremy's got some fantastic information he's going to talk to you about regarding some warnings in the Chinese markets, but it's not what you think. And of course, these warnings that come to us are usually the result of reading these misleading headlines. So, of course, when you're looking at the gold and silver market in terms of an insurance uh, for your portfolio, when you're looking at it as a registered investment in your TFSA or your RRSP, remember first and foremost that we're talking about the physical metal. And in these physical metals, the life of these two metals in gold and silver, they've never been better at this point in time. One eight seven seven eight silver online again at guildhallwealth.com. Hey, Jeremy. Hey. When we decided to move forward with a vehicle to offer Canadian investors a way to hold physical precious metals in an RSP, one of the major things that we demanded of our partners was that the product be fully allocated to the client. And what that means is it's different to allocate it to the custodian in terms of if you buy a fund 
the custodian has that allocation. If you want to take delivery, there's a lot of loopholes involved and a lot of high fees. Now, obviously, in, in a registered account, we're not necessarily looking to take delivery, but we want to prove ownership. That's what makes it safe, that you know that you own that product and nobody else, that there's zero counterparty risk. So what we made sure is that when someone buys a bar in their RSP with Guildhall, that they receive a serial number for that specific bar. And we go one step further to give them a sub-account so that they know that they have an account where that product is held, not commingled, but separated out from all other holdings, and that that client has that product on a shelf by itself, and we go even one step further. If the client wants to come to the depository to personally verify that product that they've purchased within their RSP, they can do so. And the best part is that the that it is an IROC approved, that's a regulatory body for all RSPs. It's fully insured, but that it's an independent vault facility. That means that it has no attachment to a bank. Now, some Canadian banks might store product there. Some major funds might store product there. The Canadian Mint might even store product there. But the point is, is that it is not related to the banking system whatsoever. So if you're going to be fully diversified in a portfolio, you want to have negative correlated assets. You don't want to have an asset that is all correlated to the Canadian dollar, for instance, or it's all in paper, for instance. You want to be negative correlated so that if one goes down, you've got the hedge against the other. And that's why in precious metals, they'll say, oh, put at least 10%. That's a that's a, a non- Inform information seeking answer to if you don't know anything about gold, you should at least have 10% because right. if something happens in the market, like in 2008, for instance, where the market collapsed, well, silver and gold more than doubled over the next three, four years. And so therefore, they, they really supported your portfolio. The diversification was complete. But with our investment, we allow clients to personally come and visit their own product that's held outside the banking system. And, and to the chagrin of the, the people running the depository and to the chagrin of our partners at Questrade, they've all agreed to do it. They've all had the foresight to say, we see the value in what you're trying to offer. And we believe and well, we know that this is the only product available to Canadians where they can own their own physical product. It's not just physical product. It's your own physical product. So if that sounds like safety to you and the best way to get involved, and by the way, it's not more expensive than the other versions, the other vehicles. If that sounds like something that makes sense to you, you should definitely give us a call, contact us directly, and, and we'll give you more information on how that all works. One eight seven seven eight silver Again, online at guildhallwealth.com is the contact that Jeremy's talking about. Hey, Paul. Yeah, John. The the other thing that we've been doing in the last couple of months is the people that have pension plans where they've left a job uh, or they've been dismissed from a job, but they've still got a pension, and that's a locked pension. Uh, we're able to work with Questrade to be able to unlock that pension and be able to put gold and silver into their pension instead. So in a registered plan, they can still own gold and silver. And the way the markets are going right now, everything is quite turbulent. As we're recording this show Thursday afternoon, there was nine winning days of the Dow. <laughs> hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. Um, it's paper. It's, it's not a physical asset. They've been trying to pump up the stock market with low interest rates. 
to get you three and a half, four percent dividend. But if you can lose 20, 30 percent of your capital very quickly with a, a, a stroke of a pen where the markets get taken down today, uh, as we're recording the show, the Dow's down probably 90 to 100 points in that region and silver has jumped up since the low of this morning of 50 cents and gold's moved up as much as $20 this morning. Mm. So there is a balance there. You know, it's like pistons. One goes up, one goes down. I mean, that's what happens. Nothing goes up altogether. Real estate doesn't go up. Stock market doesn't go up. Interest rates don't go up all at the same time. Something goes up, something goes down. We feel gold and silver is extremely undervalued. And if you're not cash rich, you know, your money's tied up in your home, your money's tied up, you know, in a pension plan, and you want to get into gold and silver, call us. We will advise you how to use those funds to buy gold and silver. Because these markets, silver trading just under $20, gold at thirteen thirty, that's US dollars an ounce. I think it's really, really underpriced, and we've got nothing but upside to look at. And this is where we're going with this in terms of pricing. In 2000 and let's say five, six, seven, when the price of silver was much lower, you talk to a person who is thinking of buying at a price, let's say, of six or seven or eight dollars an ounce in silver, and you would tell them about the fundamentals, and you would say, I think logically, if we look at these four fundamentals, these large ones, that the price of silver is capable of going maybe to fifteen, twenty dollars an ounce in the next few years. And they thought, wow. That would be incredible. I would be so happy if something I invested in at seven or eight dollars rose all the way to fifteen to twenty dollars. Yeah. They said, "What do you think the long term prognosis is?" And we would sit there and we would sit, you know, based on what we're seeing. The idea is that we could definitely see silver and gold go much, much higher. We don't know how high, but it could be much, much higher. Look where we've come. We've got demand both from an industrial perspective as well as an investment perspective on silver. Look alone at the solar industries. We're going to talk about that later on in the show in the fourth segment. We're going to talk about some TFSA stuff. And when we come back, we're going to talk about something that Jeremy wants to bring up. It's an exciting uh, topic that we're going to talk about regarding what warnings are being heard around the world right now by the Chinese market. So... Don't miss that. Stay tuned. one 877 silver is that number. Guildhallwealth.com is the address. Again, for every $5,000 US, U.S. invested in RSP account, you will receive one gram of gold courtesy of Guildhall. Uh, Guildhall. Lots more of The Real Money Show coming straight up. Just hang on. Talk radio, AM640. Feeling like a little wee bit of haggis? <laughs> one eight seven seven eight silver online guildhallwealth.com. Get the Precious Metal Advisor, the Investor Kit, and if you're investing $5,000 U.S. for every $5,000 U.S. invested in your RSP account with Guildhall, you will receive one gram of gold. Some conditions apply. Check out the website for, uh, for more details. Hey, Jeremy, uh, we're going to talk about uh, China, I think, for a little bit. We are going to talk about China. Um, we're... This is an article that we're mm-hmm. going to be putting in the uh, Precious Metals Advisor, which is our weekly newsletter that we send out to clients and 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 anyone who wants to subscribe to learn more about the precious metal market or to get a or to get a different view on on news articles out there because you know a lot of the times we're very comfortable with the sort of news sites that we go to and it's very difficult to get a different perspective. So the Precious Metals Advisor allows for a new perspective and also one that is geared towards precious metals. So it gives you an idea of why, you know, look, a lot of advisors don't like talking about precious metals. There's not a way for them to get you involved. So 
you're not going to hear it from your from your advisor to get involved in precious metals, or very few of them would. Whereas here, here's a, a conversation starter. Here's something to look at. And this article that we're putting in, in this week, the title is Chinese Media is Now Warning Canada's Housing Crash Will Be Worse Than the U.S. Now, this comes from betterdwelling.com. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you some of the highlights. Uh, one of the biggest highlights for me was that at the time of the U.S. The US housing crisis in 2008, the uh, average debt-to-income ratio was 147%. That means that U.S. citizens were spending 147% of their, of their income every year on housing. They had rental properties that they were funding, and everyone assumed that the market was going to keep going up. Well, today in Canada, the average spending is 165% of their salary. So remember, in the U.S., it was 147 debt to income. And and in Canada, in 2016, it's 165. Canada's total household debt reached $1.892 trillion. That's $1.89 trillion. But what's interesting is 1.23 of that, so the majority of it, is mortgage debt. So that gives you a sense of what's going on in the market. So this article is essentially saying that the that the Chinese media is talking about these numbers and showing it to their citizens and saying, "Look, this is this is what's happening in Canada." Now we don't know if they're doing that because they want to stem the tide of of income flows to Canada because obviously there's a lot of a lot of investment, foreign investment. But the article also talks about the fact that it's not just Asian investment. In fact, they're looking at what's happening out in Vancouver, and they talk about the mayor, Gregor Robertson, who made almost four times his annual salary selling a home he lived in for two years, and that the BC finance minister, Mike DeJong, has a stake in seven homes, and on, but only five have mortgages. So that, to me, personally, it's just my opinion, smacks of what happened in the U.S., of everyone had mortgages, who cares? And you just wonder where this is all going when everyone can have multiple mortgages in there and it's fueling the bubble. And of course, a lot of that has to do with low interest rates. So what would happen if interest rates started to rise all of a sudden? Now, what the other article we're going to put into the PMA this week is that the CIBC, for the first time in Canada, has sold a negative yielding bond. Now, they've sold over over a billion dollars of these bonds in euros, which means to me that they're selling the majority of this six-year bond to the Europeans. It's a negative yielding bond. Well, let's clarify that for our listeners too, because that means that if I took 10,000 Canadian dollars, Mm -hmm. bought this negative yield bond, the end of six years, I'm going to get back 9,000 and change. Good times. Yeah. Guaranteed though, of course, right? Now, this is is 009 negative. So you put in $100.05 and you get back $100 six years later. Well, it ain't making you money. It's not making you money. You're parking your money. You're losing to inflation every single year, but you know that there's going to be $100 at the end of it, even though you paid $100.05. Now, here's the interesting part. It's backed by Canadian mortgages. Hello. So the European debtors who are buying these bonds have they have a lien on those on those mortgages 
That's scary, man. It's straight it, up. Hey, listen. Now it's only a billion worth, a billion euros, mm-hmm. versus we just talked about trillions of dollars in in mortgage debt, or at least over just over a trillion dollars in mortgage debt. So this is just a drop in the bucket, but it starts to demonstrate what's happening. And Darren, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is very similar to what they did in the U.S. in subprime, where they took these mortgages, forget what the rating was on those mortgages, bundled them up, and sold them outside the country, like exported the issue. Well, right now, the mortgages that would be used as collateral to back these bonds would all be rated AAA, first off. But in the U.S., up until subprime occurred, people lost... Uh, their ability to understand what AAA was comprised of. And over time, because the system got so carried away with buying at low interest rates, it began to slosh back and forth inside of the system, which meant you were getting you know, less than AAA rated, getting mixed into the pile more so and more so and more so to the point at which a person could buy a house with no job, no steady income, and no savings. It's crazy. What, what is although, that? although now you can buy property in Canada with five percent down in in certain instances, which means, which means Canadian citizens have the ability to basically put very limited equity into a home. So if if rates went up all of a sudden, or or housing prices came down all of a sudden, there's no impetus to stay in it. There's no motivation to to keep putting money out. Whereas if you have have to put up a lot more. You're more invested in that skin in the game, right? Right, and and so if you're only putting up, for example, fifty thousand, and I've talked to mortgage brokers, I've talked to talked to real estate agents about this, and they all say the same thing. I ask people day to day, if you put up fifty thousand on eight hundred thousand dollars, and that dropped, would you walk away? Most people would say, yeah, yeah fifty thousand dollars is something you can walk away from, but if you had to put up a hundred and fifty or two hundred on six hundred thousand, right they will not walk away from that. A, they don't have to because the equity's there, and B, they wouldn't walk away. Why are we talking about all this? The point is is that we see that the market's getting hot. We see that the prices are continuing to rise because of low interest rates. We don't know if the market's going to continue with low interest rates. It could change at any time. But we do know that printing money and keeping interest rates low is intervening in the market, which means that there's a a lack of price discovery and everything gets out of whack. Now, people can go into the real estate market, which is clearly overvalued and being fueled by lending out more money against low interest rates, or you can start to look for something that is real, that is undervalued, and offers incredible opportunity. Even if it's just to hedge even if it's just to say, yeah, I put $100,000 down on this property, but I'm going to put $20,000 into precious metals just in case. We're just offering a different view. We're saying, look, gold and silver are real assets. You buy them outright. They are collateral. They're not cash. They're not made out of cash. There's a limited amount of them. It takes blood, sweat, and tears to pull it out of the ground. And they're incredibly undervalued right now against the amount of debts that are being created. So even if quantitative easing, however it happens next time, they might not call it that, right, Darren? They could call it anything else. But they could print more money, which means that money is going to go into the stock market again on these low-earning companies, or they're going to go into buying the dollar up, which is going to push the dollar up. And it's just more of a a funhouse hollow mirrors 
where you're just not getting the right perspective. And that's why we love gold and silver because it's solid. You know what it's worth. It's worth what it's always been worth, but right now it's incredibly undervalued. You know, one of the things is that um, the U.S. government, the central bank, the Fed, they are hedged in the fact that the gold that is in Fort Knox was purchased originally at $20 an ounce, was confiscated to $35 an ounce, and we're trading at $1,330 an ounce. So if they keep on printing money, they have the gold, whether it's leased out, loaned out, rented out, they still have the physical product. They're printing money against something that keeps going up in value. So it's no different to owning your home and you go into the bank and the bank will give you a loan against the equity in that house. And this is what's happened with gold. Gold has gone since 1971 when Nixon took the gold standard from $35 as high as $1,900. It is real money. Central banks all over the world know gold is real money. They are still buying week in, week out. That's why they can depreciate the paper, the fiat currency, because they keep printing at an unbelievable rate. You can't manufacture gold and silver at that rate. You have to bring it up out of the ground. It's very expensive. It is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the market has been manipulated by some big commercial banks, but it's still gone. Since I've been in the business in 2002, I was selling silver at $3.80 an ounce. I was selling gold at $250 an ounce. We had clients buying gold and silver and snuck home, didn't tell anybody about it because they were embarrassed that they were buying gold and silver. You know, when it spiked up, how smart were they? And even with the market coming off, silver, you know, from $4 an ounce to almost $20 an ounce, you're up 400% in 12 years, 13 years. Gold from 250 to 1350 you know, you're still up sizable another 450%. We think that gold and silver is undervalued. You need to own the physical product. We don't sell equities. We're not in the stock market. We don't sell paper products. We don't sell ETFs. We don't sell certificates, another piece of paper. We don't sell futures or options on futures. We just sell the physical product. Whether you buy it from our e-store, you can go to guildhallwealth.com, click on our e-store right-hand corner. You can buy, come, take the product home, bury it in the back garden, put it under your mattress if that's what you're comfortable with. The option, second option we give you is putting it in a safe, secure, segregated, allocated depository where you get the bar numbers. The product is yours. You can visit the product. The third option, if you have never invested in an ET, in, into an RSP or a TFSA, and a TFSA, if you're over 26 and you've never made an investment, you can put $46,500 Canadian and buy gold and silver. That's a tax-free savings account. The best way to buy gold and silver if you've never ever invested or put, you know, Jeremy was talking about 10%, you know, of your equity into gold and silver as a hard asset. You know, I my recommendation is a little higher. I look for 20, 25%. It's an insurance policy. You have life insurance, car insurance, home insurance. You know, you never want to collect on your life insurance. You don't want to collect on your home insurance. You don't want your house to burn down. But you're protecting your capital by owning gold and silver. That's what you're doing. Right now, we are so undervalued and there is more upside. If silver is trading at $20 and we've been at $49 in May 2011, we think that 2011 price is going to be taken out. You know, pundits are calling for $100 silver. Some people are calling for $10,000 gold. 
Great, it's not going to happen overnight, but it will eventually happen when fiat currencies crash. People will be banging down the door to buy gold and silver. Try buying a loaf of bread with paper when nobody wants to take it from you. one 8 silver online to guildhallwealth.com. We'll switch gears for another segment, get into natural fancy color diamonds, the other uh, investment, well worth, and something you should be all over as well. We'll continue with that and more of The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. One eight seven seven eight silver and for the purpose of this segment, guildhalldiamonds.com. You'll want to check out the collection and the uh, website overall. Get well-informed. Jeremy, you love this part of the show. We're talking about diamonds. Now there is an investment. What I One of the things I really love about a natural fancy colored diamond is the savings aspect of it. The fact that if you buy a quality natural fancy colored diamond translates to rarity. And the more rare something is, the more it will go up in value because there's simply not enough of them around. And so we've seen in one carat internally flawless vivid yellows, we've seen rates of returns well above 15% per year moving up on the valuations. And we know that every time we go to buy a, a natural fancy colored diamond of that sort of quality, that Number one, we know that there's less than 20 of those that come to market every year. And if we're lucky to buy three or four of those, we're lucky. And that every time we go to buy a diamond like that, the price is higher. I see the same thing in the art market where, where a very popular artist, every time they put out a new series, the prices are up because everyone wants one. And there's a limited supply of those paintings. So every year the price goes up. Now, if you're lucky enough, you might you might have bought something like an Andy Warhol where the price mm. becomes almost priceless. And we've seen that in natural fancy colored diamonds as well, where literally a red diamond that you could have bought 20 years ago, you can't buy them now. A, you can't find them, and B, they're priceless if you can. So this market isn't exactly old in that sense, that you can still get involved in a, in a fancy yellow just as an example where, yes, it's costing 50000 Canadian, but there was a point not long ago where they were thirty-five, And there's going to be a point not far from now where the price could be 65000 70000 100000 Look into the next few decades of where those, those could go. Now, they're not making more. The demand is always there because of the limited supply. So it's not a liquid asset. It doesn't sell every day. But if you're looking for long-term growth in terms of a savings account, then colored diamonds are a great place to look. You know, I'm just reading an, an article right now, and uh, it's, it's about how negative interest rates can be good for the economy. And they take the, the, there's some comments by, the, by Bank of Montreal chief economist, Doug Porter. And he says that negative interest rates free people to spend instead of save. Now, this is a chief economist. Let's just look into that for a second. Low interest rates means people not only will spend money because there's no, there's no motivation to, to save money, but they're now going to borrow money because it's cheap, which puts them in a worse position. Savers, on the other hand, if they weren't being punished would put their money in the bank. The bank could then lend that money to new companies and people who want to make companies who are then going to produce and create employment and help make the economy better. So tell me how negative interest rates, 
helps people to make money when it's just encouraging the spender and not the saver because mm-hmm. the saver is the person who, who does the creating. They're the ones who have the money to say, I have the money to go out and invest. Whereas the person who doesn't, who's just borrowing, doesn't have the money to invest. So sometimes in the, pre- in the colored diamond market, we hear this word liquidity. How liquid is it? Well, it's not that liquid, and that's the point. It's something that you buy and you put away for decades. Because at the end of the line, these diamonds have a track record that is unbelievable. So if you can get involved in a natural fancy color diamond and just watch the market for even five years, you see the trajectory of just where get it's it going. Just get it forget it, really, right? That's exactly what it is. Now, you can get involved for as little as 14000 Canadian by a fancy yellow. You're going to see a return of comfortably in and around 6% a year. That's what we've seen over the last decade. You could get involved in, a, in an intense yellow, IF. Now, that could be over 10% a year. Now, the reason you're seeing those returns, of course, is because we're going out to find very particular diamonds that, that meet very high standards and really strong criteria. Now, it's, what, what backs our ability to do this is the fact that we're members of the NCDIA and we're members of the Fancy Color Research Foundation, that we've got a GIA alumni who is an expert in grading diamonds, that... We have the ethics behind us, we have the knowledge behind us, we have the partnerships behind us, and this shows you that we know what we're doing. And we go even one step further than that, and I know I said that in the last segment, that we (laughs) keep going steps further, but we stand behind our product because we love these diamonds that we're acquiring, that we will assist our, our clients to resell those diamonds at the right time. That doesn't mean if you've held a diamond that you paid $15,000 for that you're going to sell it next year. It doesn't work like that. But when the time comes and it's right for everybody, we are more than happy to assist in that sale. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhalldiamonds.com. When you look around the world right now, this is a point in time in history in which we'll look back upon it and see that there was no faster growth of wealth ever experienced up until that point over millions of years. This is the fastest amount of wealth growing we've ever seen. If you think about it as it pertains to diamonds, there's no faster point in the history of man than right now, in this day and age, this moment, that wealth is being created. We have among the fastest growing segment of millionaires happening on a daily basis, and this is faster than any other time in history. What is happening is that new wealth is finding creative ways to protect that wealth and to grow it. And one of the avenues they're using is colored diamonds. I have with me today an article which is called Not All That Glitters Is Gold. Diamonds Act as Hedge for Rich Also. So I have with me an article from Reuters out of Geneva, and it's an article that talks about the sale of what is known as the Oppenheimer Blue. It's a blue diamond, 14.62 carat uh, diamond, which sold to an anonymous buyer for a record $57.5 million earlier this year in May. And essentially what the article is talking about is these new fortunes. And it's saying that rather than put their money into a bank account with near zero interest rates or put them into these bonds we just talked about with negative interest rates, people and new wealth are looking for ways to diversify their portfolios. 
gone are the days of looking at it from the perspective of the traditional stocks, cash, and bonds. Now, if you look at a stock portfolio, and let's just say I had newfound wealth, I had a new million dollars from whatever, and I wanted to invest it into the stock market. It is possible, unlike maybe decades ago, that putting that money into the market is risking all or a big majority of it within hours. I could literally be investing at the wrong time and space and lose a big chunk of that money within minutes. The great thing about colored diamonds, and I want people to hear this, is that although these are long-term investments, they don't drop in value. We've never had a drop of significance in any color of diamond that we sell at Guildhall Well since our doors opened. Can't print more diamonds, right? Yeah, I just want to interrupt you there. I was talking to one of my dealers this morning uh, out of New York. And we were talking about uh, vivid yellow internally flawless diamonds. You know, we've, we're, we're actually showcasing a diamond uh, this week, which is a 109 fancy vivid internally flawless. Uh, Nicole Snipman, my daughter, um, wrote an article, which um, we'll be happy to send out to you. The Colored Diamond Research Foundation, uh, we've actually done a search on this diamond. This 109 diamond, for example... Um, there's only between one carat to three carat. There's only ten to fourteen of these. This mm-hmm. quality of diamond comes to market every year. That's worldwide. Ten to fourteen of this quality. So the dealer I was talking to this morning said, "You know, yellow diamonds. Some of the yellow diamonds have dropped in price." I said, "Really?" But I said, "What type of diamonds?" He said, "Well, you know, light fancy yellows." Yeah, well, well, we don't sell light fancy yellows. We were talking about SI1s. We don't sell SI1s. There is colored diamonds. There are are a lot of colored diamonds, but they're not of quality. They're not of color. They're not of full saturation. The clarity is not perfect. The cuts are not perfect, but they hit the market. They, you know, they go into jewelry. The public out there really uh, have to believe what the salesman tells them. We back up everything we do with a GIA, which is the Gemology Institute of America, that's the certification of the diamond. That's a must. You don't buy a diamond unless you get it. You don't buy a, a brand new house without a warranty. You don't buy a brand new car without a warranty. Why would you go and buy a diamond just because a salesman says to you, it's going to go up 35% a year without any type of proof mm-hmm. or back check of, of what he's saying to you. Well, that's that's why GIA is so important. If you go to a, a, a high-end jewelry store, most of, the, most of the salespeople there have been trained at GIA, which is why they've been hired by these big luxury stores. Part of the training at, at GIA, and I know that I've done the training, is so much of it is ethics. All they do is describe, okay, now we're going to teach you this, and then when you're talking to your client, make sure that you don't use industry words, that you teach them the four C's, that you show them all of the way to be transparent so that they know what they're getting. Because if they don't, right, then they're going to come back, and there can be legal ramifications for that. So it's so important understanding that the GIA is important itself. But to work with someone who who has the GIA certificates shows that they understand how to demonstrate it, demonstrate the product, how to what the ethics are involved in in the product, and show look if there's something negative about it, how to show them what what that is and how it can affect the value. 
We'll yeah. uh, take a quick break. We'll come back and do a little more uh, Diamond Chat. What do you say, guys? we got more stuff to cover Let's in the it. meantime. All right. The uh, number one eight seven seven eight silver You want to see the collection for yourself online, do so. GuildhallDiamonds.com. Lots more Real Money Show coming right up. Talk Radio, AM640. one 8778 silver online to GuildhallWealth.com. You want to see the Diamond Collection, go to GuildhallDiamonds.com. Paul. The Diamond that you know we're showcasing is this 109 Vivid. If you're interested in seeing the report on this diamond, not only the GIA, but the report, the rarity level normally comes in moderately, moderately unique, unique, moderately rare, rare, very rare, exceptionally rare, one of a kind and a super stone. This stone is exceptionally rare. Hmm. There's only 10 to 14 of this type of stones coming to market every year. And on top of that, this diamond, you only find one in 43,000 will have a similar characteristic. It's a needle in a haystack. At Guildhall, you know, we bring you the highest quality natural fancy colored diamonds that are not, not only extremely rare, but you can profit with maximum returns. You know, these diamonds will increase in value. A diamond like this could go up as much as 28% a year. As Jeremy said, it's a hold. It's not something that you day trade. It's something that you buy. This diamond is, is actually priced at $53,000. Um, it's something that you put away. Easily in 10, 15 years, a stone like this could be selling for one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000. If you're looking to retire, you're looking to put your kids through university, what a better way to have something. You know, real estate can be a headache. You know, not everybody you know, likes to run around with a plunger and looking after tenants and worrying about the insurance and are they damaging the property? You know, what happens if the market does fall? Natural fancy colored diamonds of the quality that we sell have never dropped in price in, in 40 years since they've been keeping records. Because of the quality that we buy, internally flawless, fancies intense and vivids, on argyle pinks, you know, we have an unbelievable selection of argyle VS quality. Now, pinks don't come in VS very, it's not a common thing. They come in SI1, SI2, I1, which means you can see the inclusions with a naked eye. With the type of diamond that we sell in the argyles and especially on the pinks, you know, you need a 40 times microscope to even find the inclusion or even a 10 times jeweler's loop if you really know what you're looking at. I was talking to my dealer this morning. You know, we've purchased a 0.72 Argyle Pink Vivid, purposely pink. It's a VS quality. And we were discussing it this morning. It's a one-of-a-kind stone. If the Argyle mine is closing in the next maybe two, three years. There will be no more pinks. The Argyle mine produces 90% of the world's pinks right now, yet it's only one-tenth of 1% 1 of their total production. To come up with an Argyle Vivid 0.72, that's it's not a big stone, but it's one of the rarest stones that you're going to find. And for me, it's money in the bank. Whether I sell it this year or sell it next year or never sell it and keep it as a you know an heirloom, it's just going to keep on going up and up and up. And it's like a, an artist. An artist, can, the Argyle Tender, they put up 55 of their best stones every single year. When that mine closes, it's done. They've been doing this tender for 30 years. So there's a maximum of 1,500, 1,600 Argyle Tender stones out there. And when we got a, a stone like a Vivid, which is a one of a kind, it can only go up in value. It's like an artist. Once that artist dies, he may produce eight, ten pictures a year. And he may be living 
painting for 40, 50 years. But once he's gone, That's he's it. gone. And everybody wants that art. So as Jeremy said, you know, and Andy Warhol today is going for a fortune. Who knew that this guy with a funny wig and different color wigs was going to be selling, you know, art for incredible prices? One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy. So we've got a, a great interview coming up next week with Gadda's Chris Powell, just so everyone knows about that, because we're going to be discussing with him where where the prices could go. What's the, what's the state of the markets right now? We were talking right out, out the gate about manipulations and how markets still move up. So how good a job are they doing? But what is the opportunity there? Today on the show, we talked about some articles that we're going to show in the this week's newsletter, where we showed that China is warning of a, of a bubble in real estate, that Canada is selling negative bonds to Europeans backed by Canadian mortgages, and what the impact of negative interest rates can be on savers and why it's important to have a diversified portfolio. And part of that diversified portfolio means that you could utilize now with Guildhall funds that are in your Lira account, your locked-in RSP, your TFSA, your spousal RSP, um, your RIF, all, all different types of registered accounts. You can now purchase physical precious metals. This is something that is brand new to Canadians and not just physical precious metals, but physical precious metals that are allocated to the investor alone. So there's zero counterparty risk. RESP as well, right? If you're looking long-term. CT. Nice. That's right. There you go. We were both thinking that. But this is the reality in the new world we live in. We've spent a lot of time in the show today talking about risk and where it's been misplaced and how the risk on assets like gold, silver, natural fancy color diamonds can really help to ensure your portfolio overall. If you look ahead at what we see in the next half of the year, and we'll get a better idea from Chris Powell next week when we speak to him, the GATA specialist, Chris Powell, there is a lot to be concerned about. The Canadian housing market is a big one, but the American market not picking up traction is even bigger. And the enormity of what lies ahead for economists in the U.S. in terms of trying to get this uh, marketplace to bounce back is such a huge and daunting task that I think you'll find most of them have just simply given up. This is why we continue to see headlines. This week I saw a caption. It was a floor trader on the floor, Wall Street trading there in the stock market, and he had on his head Dow 20,000. And of course, they're just a bunch of cheerleaders because they're churning as much volume in stock as they can because, of course, they get paid to do so. This is the reality. But the idea of where we're heading is a very simple one. It doesn't need to be complex. Protect your wealth now, not later down the road when it's too late. We're entering a new era in which bank accounts will become negative in their interest rates. It's already happening this week with CIBC and the announcement of their negative yield bond program, which of course is going to be extremely popular overseas with alternative currencies that are being charged to put their money into the bank. And as we move forward with the concerns about the housing market and where interest rates will go, this will only get worse. So take a look around, look at your alternatives. Physical gold, silver, and natural fancy color diamonds represent among the single three best ways that you could diversify your portfolio right now today. one silver is the number online to guildhallwealth.com. 
And uh, I know we're jumping around a little bit, mm -hmm. but we're also doing a, a sum up. We were talking earlier about that article from Better Dwelling, and um, I loved reading the comments on this. You know, sometimes you just read the comment boards before you even read the articles. This is the uh, article about China. Yes. Yep. And so uh, we were talking about the article saying China's warning its citizens that there's a bubble in Canada. And so one of the comments comes from this, uh, this gentleman, and I'll read it because it's responded back by Tiffany Green, the author of the article. It says, the author needs to take, to take into strong consideration that he, so he didn't read who wrote it, um, is reporting off the Chinese state media, notoriously unconstrained by the truth, and they have very little concern for the actual Chinese citizens who have invested in the Canadian market and will lose out in a, in a crash. What the what the truly care what the truly care about is stemming the about of financial flows. That is excellent writing. To, yeah, because their citizens do not trust the Chinese economy to safeguard their money. So basically, he's saying that people, the Chinese, are leaving, taking money out of China. Right. He goes. He says these reports, while containing some truths, are only meant to scare their own citizens from investing, which I guess I'm okay with. Her response is priceless. She says, "Thanks for commenting." Regardless of the reason why they're saying it, they do make valid points. This might be shocking to some, but our media is also biased mm -hmm. on the issue. The easy answer is China is, is ruining Canadian lives. The question our governments are failing to ask is, why don't we have investment vehicles other than homes that Canadians have their money work in? When the best job in Canada is owning a home, the economy is screwed. FYI, if China wanted to stop their capital outflows, they could. They could. The SPP has the world's most sophisticated financial crimes tracking software. They know where every one ends up. Wow. Wow. I mean, the bottom line is, and I think she 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 nails it in the middle. There are other places to get money working for you. It doesn't necessarily have to be where everyone else is is putting your money, where they're putting their money. Look at the great Jim Rogers counterintuitive thinking you want to buy what everyone else is not buying you want to sell when everyone's buying so think counterintuitively and think diversification this article that we're just talking about is going to be in the precious metals advisor our weekly newsletter so please subscribe to that so you can see what we're talking about and the, the, we have two articles that uh, Nicole wrote on natural fancy colored diamonds. One is um, this report the, on the 109, fancy, vivid, yellow, internally flawless. And we've got another report. Um, we actually bought back from a client a 0.31 fancy, vivid, orange, yellow, orange diamond. It's a pear shape. The diamond is just incredible. And the report that Nicole wrote is something that you should get hold of. The diamond itself uh, is an absolute steal because all we're doing is we took the diamond back and we're flipping it really, really quickly. Uh, the diamond is appraised at 45000 It's a 0.41 fancy orange-yellow vivid VS quality. So if you're interested in this diamond, please give us a call. Let's set up an appointment. This diamond is going to go very, very quickly. It's a beautiful, beautiful stone, and it's for somebody to put in their collection that's already collecting natural fancy color diamonds. It is a must. The number, once again, before we wrap, one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom is the website. And a final reminder that if uh, you're investing in your RSP account, for every $5,000 U.S. invested, you'll get a gram of gold courtesy of Guildhall. Some conditions apply. Check out the website for uh, many more details. Till next week, right here on The Real Money Show on Talk Radio, AM 640.